Welcome to FEC Talk. This is Tim with FEC Talk. <clears throat> what I'd like to talk about today is I took a flight this past Wednesday and went to the Poconos to the Kalahari in Pennsylvania. And it was a great trip. The owner of Kalahari was there, Todd Nelson. And his son, Travis, and Nikki, the purchasing manager, and Don, the general manager. It was just a great experience. And I also met Chris, who runs the game room there at Kalahari. And he works for FEG, George Smith. And it was just a really great experience. So I went there to learn a, a lot about things they do with retail and they were very accommodating very forthcoming with information and it was very nice and Chris was a real delight because everybody knows my passion is the games and he was sharing his experiences with me and vice versa and made a new friend Chris is a great guy so thank you for the hospitality and I really really enjoyed it so, I have been trying, <clears throat> I've been dabbling, because, look, I got into the industry because of operators. Now, I've been a big FEC guy for around 12 years now, but I've always been in the industry, and it was always operators. I worked for operators, I worked for Scott Bright back in the 90s. And what a great experience. It really built me up for this industry. I learned how to work on electronics and a lot of mechanical things through that experience and got really good at it and just loved it. I helped manage that office for Scott Wright, and it was a great opportunity that he gave me and a great experience. So I'm always going to be thankful to him for that. And... It's something that I've been dabbling in lately. I've been trying to get some operator locations just to just to see what it's like and how feasible it is. And I have to say, it's not as easy as it used to be. Everything 
has scaled in different ways. And what I mean by that, it's a lot more expensive to buy equipment now and get a return on it. You can't get the quick return that you used to be able to get because the dynamics have changed. People, people ingest entertainment in different ways than they used to. It used to be you could put something in a bar and people are just going to play the crap out of it. It's not that way anymore. People go to different venues like the FECs for the, that kind of entertainment. So, yeah, they'll play the pinballs. They'll play arcade games. They'll play merchandisers on the pool table and the jukebox. But nothing like they used to. And it's just a, it's a different dynamic when you have to buy all new equipment like I'm doing. And I just think we'll, we'll see how it goes. My experience will, you know, just be another test to see, can, can we do this as an operator? And if we can, that's awesome. If we can't, fine, you know, lesson learned, but I'm delving forward and I'm going to see what we can do. I hope it's something that is still feasible because I really love the industry. I love this side of the industry. Obviously, I, my big passion is the FEC side, but let's see what happens. I've dumped like about 25 grand into some equipment and We'll put it out on some locations, see what happens. Probably more than that, actually. Probably 30 grand. But either way, it's we'll see how it goes. And it, it's really going to give me some insight on how to help people that are trying to start out. Because one of the ways to start out in this industry is to get a few pieces of equipment and put them... You want to find a really good spot that you get a good, the best return you can on. And I really, it's really opened my eyes because I know how a lot of you are and how do you think? Cause I think the same way. It's like, Oh my God, this person wants some equipment in their facility. Well, you really have to be picky when it comes to this because this equipment is not cheap and you got to get a good return. I mean, it doesn't have to be, six month ROI but you really want to get some kind of ROI at least a year that way it's feasible but once you do get that year in then those machines are just making you money so always keep that in mind but I would be picky and choosy about what kind of locations that I would put my equipment in and not just jump at the chance to put it in any little spot that they're really not going to make that much money. So try to keep it feasible, realistic, and something that can be profitable for you. And be creative. So uh, Coast to Coast makes a zoo catcher crane. You could put rubber animals. I know that uh, A&A Global sells some rubber animals. They're little dogs and cats and it's a little mix. Uh, what are those things called? I think they're called paw pals or something like that. And 
little two-inch rubber dogs and cats that you could put in your crane. And imagine having that in a, a vet. You know, upscale, nice town. Might be something worth looking into. I don't know. Just, I get creative about, because that's the way I am with the FECs. So I'm trying to think of really good spots to put these these pieces of equipment. In bowling alleys, movie theaters, the, the nice pizza places with the sit-down. Very, very good, good things like that. Roller rinks. You know, there's going to be people that want arcade-style operator equipment. And there's going to be people that want redemption equipment. And you just got to make sure that it's feasible. So, I am on an experiment in operating. And I want to I wanna be able to give good advice when it comes to the operating side. So, I'm delving into it again. I used to be in it years ago, but it's just not the same like when you delve into it for the first time when you're investing and trying to make some money. I'm trying to see if I could slowly build up. That way I could tell you things that work and things that don't work. Obviously dynamics are going to be different between the towns around me and the ones that would be around you. But it is something that I'm going to try. Well, I am trying. I've already invested in it. And hopefully I could share that experience with you and maybe you could learn from my mistakes and my successes hopefully so just wanted to bring that up so I also when I was at the Poconos getting back to the FEC side I saw a few things that were very interesting and it was, yeah, Chris Chris uh, helped me realize that some of the things that I say are absolutely right. Because in the, some of the th- things that I think, I, like Hungry Hungry Hippos by Adrenaline Games, I looked at that at the IAPA show last year, and I was blown away i was like wow that is a great game it's a great piece it's beautiful and what a concept right i mean hungry hungry hippos (laughs) adult sized very cool but once i was getting over the the luster and the glow of it i was thinking man this thing this thing can't hold up and I looked at the one, one at the Kalahari, and I was right. The thing, I'm going to tell you, just to be forthcoming, Chris runs a tight ship, and all those games look beautiful there. But this one was worn out, scratched, beat the hell, and it, it's it, it's no reflection on... Chris or FEG, I, I know all the FEGs do really well with their games. This game, it's, it's just, don't invest in it because it's going to wear out quickly. 
it's the balls when you're the hippos are dragging them across there's a white disc in the middle it it just looks horrible when that rubber gets on rubs across it and leaves marks and surprisingly the thing that i thought would really wear out would be the the hippo bodies that people set on those still look good but the rest of the game the inside of the game it was just awful and it's just uh, one of those things where you you can't get awestruck by the thing. Another one that you've heard me talk about this several times is Carnival Wheel by Team Play. Oh my gosh, I love that game. It's beautiful, great concept. But talking to Chris, who's has experience with that game, it's it's a nightmare to work on. It's been having problems with those monitors, and we all know it's like you look at that thing and there's all, what is there, 26 monitors, 30 monitors in this thing? And they're all spinning, moving parts, right? He says it is a nightmare to get into it because you got to get into, you got to open up the outside and get into the inner wheel, and it's just a pain. And I could see that 100%. So hopefully team play gets those bugs worked out because man i do love that game but you know i really liked the fact that i was able to go onto a location and see it firsthand after it's been used and get the person that runs the game rooms advice on it and insight and experience and that's everything and thank you so much for that chris i really appreciate it so I really, really enjoyed that trip because it, it made, it, I learned a lot. And I learned a lot about the games and some of the things that work for him and might not work the same for me in my situation. But it was fun to share that information with one another. And I was, uh, I... I was surprised. I was wondering what his number one games were, and Ticket Ring was definitely the top of his list, and I could see that 100%. Ticket Ring by Smart is a great game, and for the price, oh my gosh, if you don't have one in your fun center, shame on you. That's a great game. It's going to make you a ton of money. I mean, it's just going to print money. So get one of those, and then when you realize... You know what a mistake it was for not having that one? Then buy another one because they're that good. And I am not sponsored by them, not one bit, or any game company whatsoever. And I never will be. So you could take that to the bank. And then anything that gives tickets, they got a big giant crane game with bags of tickets. That thing prints money for them and... The Willy Wonka, the Elout Pusher games are doing great for him. I I told him about some ideas on making some custom cards and really shooting the revenue up on those games for him. So hopefully they do that and that works for him. And I, I was uh, interested in their like LEI Pearl Fishery. They said it does all right, but it doesn't touch the other pushers. And then uh, 
what was the other ones? I'm trying to remember what other ones he had that he he had a Bob Space Racers double I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's like hang on or hang tight. It's where you hold on to the bar and the bar lifts you up. He said that thing it does well for them. And man, that's a hell of a footprint. But as we're doing at my location, we're doing an $80 million expansion. So we're going to have a lot of room. So now things like that are going to open up for me. So I'm curious to see what big pieces that I, that I can make work there. And I don't know about the hang tight, but maybe one of their big water gun games from Bob Space Racers. I definitely want to get those monster drop extremes. I've always been jealous of people that had the ceiling height for those because those games are, are so good. They just got such an eye appeal. And when people play them and the ball drops, I, I have monster drop, but I don't have the big giant extreme ones because those, when the balls drop, it's just like, dunk. It's just so fun. I love it. Great game. So I'm looking forward to our expansion. And, you know, we're going to, we're looking into the ropes course and the climbing walls and laser tag and all kinds of fun stuff like that. So we haven't set anything in stone yet, but we, we do put shovels in the ground next week. So exciting times for us at the Bavarian Inn Lodge in Franklin, Michigan. So... This has just been an update with things that are going on. Games that I'm considering. I think that the next few pieces that I get, because we're kind of an $80 million expansion, we're not really investing in the game so much, but I think the next few games are probably going to be like the Emerald edition of Wizard of Oz. A couple of them and then I want to try a closed loop system I don't really want to invest in Rick and Morty I want I it, it's not because I think it's a bad game I think it's a great game but I want to get something a little more family friendly so what I'm I'm thinking is I'm gonna go with the Flintstones quarry by Elout and I think I want to try the clo one of the closed loop systems for the pushers, something that doesn't put out cards, and then it's going to be side by side with things that do, and let's see how they do. So, just a another thing that's I'm working on. I'll get that Flintstones in there relatively soon, and I'll give you an update on it. I I've always been against the closed loop loop systems because. Our guests have, and, and the proof is in the pudding. I mean, we've been making a lot of money on the pusher games. But our guests like to have that card in their hand and collect the cards and the excitement of, you know, trying to get the next card in the set. And they have a lot of fun with that, a whole lot of fun. But maybe I got guests that don't want to deal with that and would just like to watch all the cool stuff fall over the edge and get tickets for it so we shall see and 
with this expansion coming up, this might open the door for some other things, like maybe a Rick and Morty or um, that emoji one. I don't know. You know, I want to see how people do with Rick and Morty and the emoji one by Eunice, because those companies are games, those are game companies that I don't usually buy from. But they've been coming out with a lot of compelling stuff lately, and they get better with age. They learn from their mistakes, and it, I think it's going to be really cool. So, I need to visit a few more places, I think, and get a little more perspective because it was a great learning experience. And I think that's something that you can, too. Go visit other centers, especially the bigger ones, and have a look and see what they got going on. Don't be afraid to talk to like whoever manages it or the game techs that are there or whoever is representing it at the time of your visit. Because I think that you can really get a lot of information if you're just open, honest, and friendly. Because people like to talk about their passion and if they're good, they're going to share it with you because it is their passion. All right, I've rambled on enough for this episode, but I really thank you for listening. It's it's a huge treat when you guys send me a note at tim at fectalk.com. So if you got any comments, questions, concerns, or want to be on the show or have something to share with the industry, please, by all means, send me an email, tim at fectalk.com. And we got exciting things coming up, and I look forward to sharing all those things with you. So thank you once again for listening, and I look forward to sharing the next episode with you. Thanks so much for making this industry so much fun. Tim out.